You are listening to episode 99 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about a console you should pick up, games you should play on it, and all this for under $200 in this week's Starter Kit Showdown. So uh, leading up to the PlayStation 5, we decided to go ahead and look at all of the consoles that have been released by Sony. Uh, not all of them, but, you know, PlayStation 1, The two, numbered ones. The numbered ones. So PS1, 2, 3, and 4. And then, of course, just before the PlayStation 5 launches. So uh, this week, we've got the PlayStation 3 for our uh, Starter Kiss Showdown. We're going to see which one of us, me or John, can build a better list. Now, if you've never been into collecting games before and you're like, man, with all these new consoles coming out, they're going to be so expensive. I mean, I already missed the pre-order for everything in the world because bots suck and the Internet is a terrible place. Uh, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what if I want to play some games now? Well, for $200, we're going to show you how you can start your own collection on the PS3. Exactly. And then, of course, catch our previous episodes on this. We did PlayStation 1 and 2 before. Uh, you can find those on Podbean, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are found. And, of course, you can find our social media posts on this on the li not LinkedIn. I was about to say LinkedIn. I've been on LinkedIn all week. Facebook, at The Game Deflators. Instagram, at The Game Deflators. And Twitter, Game Deflators. So, check us out on there. And, uh, of course... Let us know what you think about the episode. Also, let us know if you think that the Google Play Music moving over to that new Google podcast app is weird. Like, it's been telling us it's going to transition forever. And now that it's getting closer, they finally have, like, the list. Like, I thought it was not going to have, like, subscriptions or, like, your list of podcasts you follow. Because for the last two months it didn't. And I was like, well, the future of podcasting here looks bleak. But I think that they might have fixed that. So... If, if you listen to us there, that's where I listen to my podcast, too. Yeah, I uh, I usually use Podbean or Podcast Addict whenever I listen to podcasts. Or, oddly enough, I just go directly to the website and check that out. And speaking of websites, you can find us at thegameflators.com. Okay, so as always, let's go ahead and talk about our recent pickups, what we're currently playing. And then I understand you have a PlayStation trivia question for me this week. So we'll get into that in a little bit. And of course, we have to talk about the Bethesda acquisition by Microsoft and what that means for Sony moving forward, as well as the gaming industry. So we'll cover a little bit about that as well. We don't want to be lost out on that. So Ryan, let's go ahead and start with you on uh, recent pickups. I got totally shafted this week, John. I tried to go online on the 22nd early in the morning not early in the morning at the right time in the morning uh to see if there was any way that i could possibly get my hands on a series s through all access and i had no luck like i i wasn't i thought these I, were in person like you had to go into a best buy see, or into I, a GameStop. i literally drove up to the best buy up the street from you on monday night to ask somebody because they wouldn't answer. I called four Best Buys and none of them would answer the phone. No, it sends you like straight to a customer service line and it just rings and rings and rings. Yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. I drove all the way up to the store over by you here. If it's uh, superstition. And then I went in and the guy, I don't think he had any idea what I was really talking about, but he was radioing somebody over the walkie and 
you know, it makes sense, like, especially in the wake of, like, the announcement this week that GameStop is going to get its own set of PS5s for in-store pre-order only. You know, that's that's a cool thing. That's kind of what I was hoping to do here, except not with the PS5. Uh, you know, it's it, actually... but it was the same thing. Like, all the sites went down. I actually got in the queue for GameStop's website. Wait, they, they, had, had a, they had a queue? Yeah, like, when you tried to go to GameStop's website, it was this black screen with, like, the Series X and Series S and a bunch of type. And it was like, hang out. It's cool. Don't refresh the page. You're in a queue. If you refresh, you'll go back to the end of the line again. So just hang out here. It'll all be good. So I hung out there. And by the time I got in, I wasn't able to, like, I don't know if the all access thing is just not not something i saw the option for or if those all got taken first anyways and i just couldn't see it because i was on why don't you go to the microsoft store i i went to like everything that was on the list like i tried getting into microsoft i couldn't get through to their website at all it just wouldn't connect uh like i mean the actual store out in chandler because that's at the mall and the mall wasn't going to be like I wasn't going to go into the mall at 8 a.m. That wasn't going to be a thing that happened. You should have. The mall wouldn't be open. The mall's not open at 8 a.m.? No. Huh. This really is Arizona. <laughs> okay. Why, why would the mall be open? Anyways. I don't know. So I'll have to wait. I'm just going to squirrel some money aside. And after we were just talking earlier today, like I definitely think the Series S is the way to go. I definitely think I'm just going to use it as like a Game Pass machine because looking at those new uh, memory cards that they have coming out for that, 220 bucks, that's like almost the price of the Series S. Like you'll be able to get a used Series S for the price of one of those memory cards in a couple of years. Yeah, but I mean, that memory card is priced about right because if you look at like new NVMe hard drives, like SSDs that go into computers, I mean, uh, an N NVMe is like, for a 400 gigabyte you're looking at like 99 bucks to 120 well, I'm not bucks saying that like, it's, I'm it's not actually saying a that good it's, deal i'm not saying that it's not priced correctly i'm just saying like in proportion to the console itself it's ridiculous it's like back in the day like buying you know memory stick pro duos yeah like yeah, you could true. get a game or you could get a memory card but in this case you could get a memory card or you could get a console. four games yeah well three three games <laughs> three games now if that uh you know i i get it and one of the things i told you obviously was like it depends on what you're looking to do right so if you're as if you're an individual who's going to consistently save their games go back to games and you want to hold that data then yeah you're gonna need like some sort of memory card in some way to mm -hmm. hold that but if you're just like one and done hey i've got my game i'm gonna go ahead and beat it and when i'm finished i'm deleting it and moving to the next and i'm never gonna touch that again then a series s is obviously well the way and to you go. can always save your data on a regular yeah, drive like exactly. it doesn't have to be one of those drives to just off put your save data yeah and so if you want to just delete the games off your console and be and just install them when you feel like playing them again you can have like two or three games maybe four games depending on their size like, if there's a bunch of indie games, you could probably have, like, you know, a decent sized collection. Like, the Switch doesn't have infinite data on it, mm -mm. but, like, I'm sure there's people that have a lot more games on their Switch than I do. Yeah, I mean, I've got quite a bit on the Switch as well from what I've installed updates for and whatnot. But at the end of the day, 
I'm not sure about the compatibility component on the Series S or Series X with SSDs that are out there, like third party. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's something about the speed that this SSD runs at is compatible with like the internals. So there would be no issues. But like, I think that I was reading something about like most other SSDs that are like external drives are not going to be able to run fast enough to keep up. So it's like you wouldn't be able to just run the game off of the chip. But like having the games like saved onto that chip means you could just like plug it in and essentially just play that game. Yeah, it makes me wonder though. Like, say you wanted to go back to a game, and again, I don't know the full like compatibility component, like what's compatible in terms of third party and what's not. But what if you did have the ability to just say, "Hey, I'm going to take this game, put my save data on this SSD externally for a bit, and whenever I want to go back to it, I'll load it back up." Like I did that now realize i did it with my playstation 3 but i have all of my old games on a thumb drive so mm -hmm. if i ever want to i can quickly just transfer the data back onto the console's hard drive and play on not directly from the usb but just having the data housed there so i do wonder if you can do that with the series x and the playstation 5 down the road mm -hmm. i'm sure you will be able to down the road if you can't do it now well and i'm sure down the road the price of these things hopefully will go down i know that wasn't very true of the memory stick duo but it would be nice if you know, enough people buy the console and they're successful enough with the sales of these that, you know, they show, hey, we could probably get a lot more sales if we drop these like 50 bucks, you know, 150 bucks is a lot more reasonable than 220. So once we get to that point, I'm sure it'll be worth ponying up if you're like, if you just can't stand be installing and uninstalling. It just depends on how frequently, like if you're only going to be playing like Madden and Fortnite, it's perfect. You don't even need, why even waste that extra money? Yeah, you know, it's funny though, you mentioned like the discounted rates and knocking stuff off. I was reading that apparently the Xbox, I think it was the Series S, is already like $30 discounted in Japan, which doesn't surprise me if it is. If like it's if region free, maybe I should order one from Japan. It probably is region free to be honest, but I mean, you got to consider the international shipping and whatnot on that. It's Fine, I'm going back to Japan. <laughs> going back <laughs> just to get a Series S, eat some sushi, and then come back home. Right. That's all you're going to do. Um, yeah, so you got screwed over on pickups, obviously. Yes. I did not because... If you're out there listening and you got one, I'm not mad at you. I humbly congratulate you. He's just jealous, that's all. So I picked up Dragon Quest Heroes 2 on the PlayStation 4 Explorers Edition. Uh, through Amazon. I was randomly looking at my shelf, saw Dragon Quest Heroes, and said, I don't have number two. What's it going for now? So, brand new, 12 bucks. Like, not bad at all. It'll sit on my shelf for God knows how long until I decide to go into those games. I haven't heard too much about them in the past. It's just... The Heroes games specifically? Yeah, the Heroes games specifically. So... I think they're, like, multiplayer? I think they are, but through web. I don't think they're local no no yeah but i think it's like an open world kind of like i don't know if it's necessarily like a final fantasy 14 online kind of situation or what yeah i don't know uh at some point i'll get to it and yeah i was just talking to somebody else the other day about this on a, a thread and his whole thing actually it was one of our threads actually on facebook and so i had brought up like yeah you know i, I like to pick up my games for X price, like I'll pick them up cheap, like the last generation. So like, I'm going to be buying a lot of PS4 games and PS3 games right now versus like PlayStation two and one. 
And usually I'll do that for new consoles as well. So like I'm going to wait a year, most likely for the PS5, wait for a lot of those AAA titles to be like under 20 bucks. And it was based on Plague Tale because I had posts on there like Plague Tale is a great game and I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, and you should definitely pick it up. Not calling it a hidden gem because we're not Metal Jesus on here. But it's, you know, it's a, I wouldn't say undiscovered title, but it's very underrated. And so the guy was like, oh, I'll wait for it to be cheaper. I'm like, well, I mean, how cheap are you waiting for it to get? Like, it's going to get to a point where you're not, you're probably not going to get it for 10 bucks. Like, it's $17 used right now on like eBay. Pick it up on eBay for $17, even if it sits on your shelf it's highly unlikely that game goes below $10. So there's like certain titles that you just pick up. So Dragon Quest Heroes was one of those because I'm like, it's $12. Is it honestly for a, even if I got a used copy, you know, four years from now for $8 or something or $10, is it really worth the wait for $3 to not pick it up now brand new? I mean, sometimes it's, uh, that's what the inflation deflation is all about. Yeah, for sure. Is it worth waiting that extra time? Because like you can be, you could be an average collector, you could be a frugal collector, or you could just be the goat. Like, I'm the not goat's the goat. Got to wait. <laughs> I'm not the goat. That's goat's got to sure. be patient. Uh, and then the other thing I got was a new mini for D and D. So my barbarian character to jump into that a little bit is amazing. Like I didn't realize how fun it was to play a barbarian, but I've got zealot, and then our DM has allowed us to get like certain magic items. And for me, I have a Warhammer that has lightning. So every time I attack with it, I get to do extra like 1d4 extra lightning damage. And so right now, my character, we battled an ancient dragon the other day of a large party. And my character doled out, God, man, in excess of like 70 to 80 points of damage at level eight as a barbarian. Like, so between my standard attacks, my weapon master, whenever I use that, my zealot attack and like all these things combined it's like 80 damage damn it was insane it helped that i also had haste on that somebody gave me a haste potion so that like completely screwed every enemy over it was fantastic so i got a new mini for that it's not to my vision of what my character would be but everybody else has one and the character i had a mini for before is currently in jail in the campaign so I kind of can't use him. Mm-hmm. So it's whatevs. Uh, but that was my pickups. And then currently playing, uh, Cameo is, of course, still on the list of currently playing. I haven't gotten to it in a, about a week or so, two weeks, three weeks. Wow, John. But Wow. Hey, you know what? It's a game that I play with my wife, and we just haven't played. We've been busy. You know what? I got her into watching The Boys recently on Amazon because she hadn't seen it. So we've been binging that. That's okay. I'm just teasing. Like I, like I said, I, I haven't played uh, Persona in like six months now, probably. Yeah, yeah you should probably get to that. Maybe five you've months. Got, you've got literally like three months total. Well, finish your currently playing and then I'll get into that. Okay. So I am now playing Quest Arrest by John Rue of the Rue Room. Dude, this game is it's kind of hilarious in a way. It's like the same type of build as Pokemon. So you are a police officer and you hear about this major crime syndicate and to try and build like reputation, you're supposed to, you know, do your arrest as a lawful, you know, cop. And so you go into these battles. It's like, hey, there's this bum over there. And he's like, can you have some spare change? So I go up and I'm like, no, I don't have any spare change. But then there's like an option like ignore or confront. 
So I confront him and it just spins off with some music and it's got the Pokemon bar underneath. Not that deep in the music. He would probably get in trouble if he did that one. But it's got like the same bar. So it's like Taze, Pepper Spray, uh, some other thing, and then Arrest. And like the bo- the bomb is like attacking you. He's like, the oh, bomb wow. is restless and he goes to attack you and you get damage dealt to yourself. Um, and then you have to hit him and you have the arrest option. And if the bum struggles, he deals damage to himself in the process. So you can arrest him. So, dude, I mean, it's hilarious. And so at some point, like after it's done, it says if you kill, um, you know, somebody you're trying to arrest, you lose reputation and you become a bad cop. So you have like the bad cop, good cop situation. You can kind of choose your path on how it goes. I'm just totally stoked to play this and see how it ends up. Like, it's actually pretty cool, like how he's built this whole thing out. So that and then of course i've got the nice little original game boy box signed by john rue and it's pretty badass dude like i think it's a cool piece to have in the collection so that and then i beat plague tale so plague tale was absolutely phenomenal i have screenshots on instagram and facebook and i think twitter so you could check those out on those social channels and it's definitely a, a pickup for sure like i think it's on the pc xbox one and the PlayStation 4, obviously. So if you have any of those ways to play games and you see uh, Plague Tale on your um, available games to purchase or it comes across your way, definitely pick that one up. I had a lot of fun. Uh, the oh, It's super story-driven. You obviously have mechanics that are pretty cool to the, you know, the overall story, like your slingshot and, and different alchemist-type abilities throughout. But the whole concept of being in like this plague, and uh, spoiler alert here for anybody, um, so being in this plague and then having a brother who's got like this blood that's connected to the plague and what's happening with these rats all over the place and his ability to control them, and it's unbelievable how it all plays out and i truly enjoyed it so i would honestly give this game like easily a 9 to a 10 out of 10 with how good i felt it was so that is all my currently playing that is all my current pickups ryan we need to hear what you are currently playing okay so i've been playing more ghosts ghosts of tsushima i am full ghost i can sneak into a camp Dodge deftly between tall grass, under buildings, on top of roofs, and slay everybody in my sight without getting detected. Sometimes. And then if they do spot me, usually... You run away and go in tall grass. No, usually I, I do pretty well. Like, I'm starting to get a handle for the lethal mode. Um, my parrying skills have gone up a lot more. I tried to do the what is it the curse of uchitsune or something the bow you get the long bow and you get the Mm -hmm. explosive arrows could not beat that duel dude that duel was a bitch like he just charged me and killed me in like two hits every time and it's like man no matter how much i tried to react I just couldn't do it, so I had to quit out. But you have, like, what is it, bats or leaves or something, like, spinning yeah, around Yeah, there's, the like, entire... a bunch of crows. He's oh, a Tengu God. demon. Yeah, that's right, that's right, the crows. Flipping amazing, dude. Like, that yeah, battle was it's badass. gorgeous, but I had to quit out, so I haven't been able to finish that. I got the grappling hook, and... Um... You need to get the longbow, though. Yeah, so this is the thing. I've got to start playing Persona. Everybody who's new here, thanks you for joining us. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm terrible at finishing games. And uh, for this year's uh, 
new game's resolution, I chose to do Persona 4 Golden. It's a terrible on the decision PS Vita. on Ryan's part. I played about 12 hours of it and then have not touched it since like probably April. So I've really got to do that because I got to finish that by the end of the year. So what I've decided is that I will finish this like first tale. Like now that I got the grappling hook, I think like the next mission or something will like finish this tale. So once I'm done with that, put it back in its box. I'm going to put Dark Souls back in its box. I'm going to bring both of those back to John's house. And I'm just going to focus on Persona and the new awesome looking update for Animal Crossing leading up to Halloween. I have been neglecting my island for so long. And with Halloween right around the corner, I think they deserve the treat of me coming home. Oh, shit. I was just looking at my shelf. You do have my copy of Dark Souls 3. Yes, I do. I was wondering where that went. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Brian has it, but I can't confirm. Can confirm. Can confirm now. Yeah. Well, I'd say I'm disappointed, but you are going to start playing Persona. So it needs to be done. I can't be that disappointed. Dude, I think it's hilarious how we set up these challenges. It's like you got to beat one game a year at least. Yep. So and uh, man, it's just like Ghost of Tsushima is really fun. But I'm starting to get to the point where it's like. I'm like riding around on my horse. I'm trying to fill in the map, just like blank areas on the map and yeah, just pick up much. flowers. And I've got like 60 flowers and nothing I want to buy with them. Like. And I'm still only on the first island, and I'm just looking at all this stuff, and I'm just like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff to do. Like, I could spend the rest of my life playing this one game, probably. That's why I told you, man, like, beat the first mission. Like, I mean, not the first mission, but the first arc of the story. It opens everything up. You'll see all of the different missions that you can do, like, all the camps appear and everything. And then just do the main missions. Like, get the story done, at least. It's fun wandering around. Oh, yeah, it totally is. It really reminds me of, like... Those are some of my favorite times, like in Red Dead, was just kind of like wandering around and and doing stuff in the world, not necessarily just going from mission to mission. Because it sometimes it feels like you you don't stop to smell the roses. Yeah. In these kind of games, like when you just go from waypoint to waypoint. So I like to take that like, you know, road less traveled and try to see different things and climb different things. But it's like it just adds so much playtime to what is already a long experience. So I just, it's tough for me to get through those big long games like that, especially the open world ones. Yeah, I feel you, man. I generally try to stay away from them because I fall into that trap, exactly that trap of exploring a world and going like super deep into and spending hours upon hours. Like, dude, Fallout is a series that I need to just stay away from. Like, I will get, so entrapped in discovering everything that I possibly can and un- unlocking everything on the map. Like when I found the new Coca-Cola plant the first time in oh, Fallout yeah. 3, it was a blast. Like I just could literally. not stop playing that. Yeah. So yeah, literally. So, um, yeah, I, I totally see where you're coming from and it'll still be here waiting for you to finish up later on. Exactly. Yeah. In dark souls three, you, you got to beat it. Eventually. Beat it. Eventually. Okay. So uh, before we jump into our Bethesda article and then our collecting of the PlayStation 3, trivia time. What do you got for me? Let's unload it. Let's see how I fail. Which, speaking of trivia, our episode 100 is going to be pretty cool. We're looking to have multiple podcasters on to do a trivia showdown of last podcast standing for gaming. Should be pretty cool. So we'll be joined 
we'll see. I'm waiting to get some confirmations, but uh, we're going to have the Nerd Cave Network. We've got our friends over at Grief Burrito jumping in. And then I am waiting for confirmation on the Next to Nothing podcast. Uh, it'll likely be Mr. Green Elite that's on there. And then potentially Church or Jason from the game Tenets. And uh, we'll see how those invitations are accepted this week. And we'll go from there. What's my trivia question? All right, John. This spiky-haired businessman with uh, an acumen for the martial arts notoriously threw his own family member off of a cliff and was in turn thrown off of a cliff. And I think somebody else, I think there's been like three cliff throwings. Name that spiky-haired villain. Spiky-haired villain? Spiky-haired villain, businessman, martial artist. I keep thinking Tekken for the dumbest reason. It's not Tekken. It can't be. All right, give me a clue. What genre are we talking about here? It is Tekken. Oh, shit, it is. It is Tekken? Oh, my God. Spiky-haired. Heiachi? There you go. Yeah, I'm not a big fighting game person, so yeah. that's... I mean, I'm not, I'm not really either, but, like, we are doing PlayStation again this week, so... I figured some PlayStation-centered trivia would probably be pretty good to get us going. Yeah, original original games on PlayStation. And, and I mean, he's a legendary character. Like, he's been in Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He has been on there. Uh, Guest yeah, appearance. I, God, I was thinking, when you said martial arts, I was thinking uh, martial law. <laughs> like, or, or law. Yeah, right. I was just that was the first thing, and then Paul popped into my head too. I'm like, what? No, like that's that's not. He's not a villain, so that worked out. Okay, Heiachi, gotta love him. Okay, so our last thing that we'll talk about here before we jump into the collecting episode, dude, Microsoft acquiring Bethesda. Yes. And, well, not just Bethesda, but I think it's Zenimax, Zenimax, is parent studio, and seven point five billion dollars tied Gosh, to that. What a sale! Look, if you can't make exclusives, buy exclusives. Yeah, like that's really Microsoft's motto at this point. And not to say they don't have any exclusives because they do have some good exclusives out there. I think Lost Odyssey would be a good example of that. Um, Halo, Halo would be a good example. I wouldn't say Alan Wake, but Alan Wake was on there. You had Blue Dragon, the the first Blue Dragon. So they have a number of games over the years that have been exclusive, but they never have caught on or they have caught on. They've been kind of cult classics or they're just so limited to, you know, obviously they're Xbox. They're not like console movers the way that you look at yeah, Sony and exclusives Nintendo. as console movers. Exactly. It's more like here's some really top tier games. You come here to play like these awesome games on the Xbox and I totally get it. But Sony just over the years has done such a better job at marketing their premier titles versus we're getting however many Halos a year, however many Gears of War every year. Like it's consistently becoming to where it's like it's not something to look forward to versus Sony is always developing new IPs. And so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because, you know, while while the Elder Scrolls series is very recognizable and like a lot of, you know, a lot of people play these over the years. Games like, I think, was it Morrowind? I think was exclusive to PC and Xbox. I don't think that was ever on the PlayStation 2. But I don't um, recall it being on there. I think I think Oblivion was the first Elder Scrolls on a console. No, Morrowind, number three, because I, I have it on Xbox. Oh. Yeah, so, actually, hold on one sec. Do, 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 do. Where's my Elder Scrolls? Is it the Elder Scrolls? I think, I don't know. Uh... 
No, it's not over there. Yeah. You just weird. don't have very many Xbox games out. Oh, here it is. The Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind. It doesn't say exclusive, but I want to say... I've got a, because it's I've got on, a Google box. I think because it's on PC, it wouldn't technically be exclusive at that time. So that might be it. Um, but regardless, uh, with those games having been multi-plat since Oblivion, really... It does kind of make me question, like, what are Microsoft's motives Yeah, just here? Xbox Windows. Yeah. So, with the whole acquisition, right? And we've heard multiple things. Like, there are certain games that'll be either, either timed or exclusive to the PlayStation 5 because those deals already existed. Tokyo Ghostwire and uh, the Loop one. Yeah. Deathloop. Death yeah. So... Uh, have... And Deathloop looks cool. I'm still not that... I don't know. No. We'll see what happens with Tokyo Ghostwire next time. The first trailer was great. The second trailer, I wasn't super excited about. So yeah, we'll see what... exactly. Like Those are two games I looked at. I'm like, they're cool, but they're not like super cool. They're not anything that I, as purchasing an Xbox first person, am going to miss. Yeah. They look cool, but I mean, those are games that I could go and play 10 years from now and probably be just as good as playing them day one. Yeah, and then here's the thing, though. Like, we've heard multiple things of like oh well certain games are going to be exclusive to xbox and then we've also heard certain xbox games down the road through bethesda are going to be case by case basis on other consoles mm -hmm. so when you leave the door open for that it does make you wonder like yeah microsoft has a lot of liquid cash on hand they could purchase sony i think for god's sakes even though i don't think they would because i think sony is a japanese because they're a japanese organization with like trade secrets and i think they have military deals and such i don't think that would work. That's something I was reading a while back hmm. that Sony has different deals of like the Japanese government that from a national security perspective, I don't think they could be acquired by an American company. Hmm. I forget the whole process on that, but that's besides the point. When you look at this from a deal in Microsoft's assets, right. And their cash on hand, they could theoretically keep all of these games exclusive, but having seen what happened with Sony and having Spider-Man exclusive, it makes me wonder if Microsoft learned from that perspective and takes more of a consumer-friendly approach to say, we're going to put certain games like the Elder Scrolls series, Fallout, all of that, because of their success on multiple platforms, let those go onto other consoles because it, consumers I mean, are used to that. It's just more money for Xbox. If they yeah. own the studio, yeah. they make money selling games on other people's platforms exactly why not and, and they're pushing game pass so i don't think they're necessarily and we've talked about this before we talked about danica and all that they're not really looking to push consoles for i mean they are they want to push consoles they, they want, want to push money. game pass but yeah they want to push game pass they want you know microsoft i think they want to get like game... 200 million yeah. subscribers or something is their goal they want to be like the place to play games mm -hmm. and it makes total sense but at the same time like say PlayStation now goes away or some deal kicks in where they're like, Hey, Sony, like we'll sell you game pass on your console and people have access to Xbox games because yeah. you're, they're going to pay for it. You know, uh, you're you'll have be... access to it on your phone. Yeah. So you got access on your phone. You're going to have access on, well, not Apple devices, but well, likely did you various see, tablets. Uh, Amazon's Lua or Luna. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, they have like a game streaming service that, they figured out how to get around that whole iOS issue and just make it a browser accessible thing instead of an app to begin with. So if yeah. you just access the service through the browser instead of making an app version, apparently that just bypasses all that stuff anyway. So good on Amazon for finding that one. Well, of course, Amazon would be the one to find a loophole, right? right. So um, 
Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at this acquisition, I don't see this necessarily as a bad thing for the gaming industry. Obviously, Microsoft has needed exclusives or at least something to draw consumers over. Their adoption rate has not been good compared to, you know, Sony or Nintendo in recent years. So it would make sense for them to acquire a large company like ZeniMax and have Bethesda on there. Well, and I think like, you know... But like, dude, so like historically, when you look at like the Minecraft, you know, the acquisition mm-hmm. of having the Minecraft property, those games are on other consoles. Yeah. You can play them wherever. So you have fanboys from both sides, you know, saying, oh, well, it's only going to be exclusive. I hate Bethesda anyways, blah, blah, blah. And oh, haha, Sony fanboys, you don't get this. But you look at the historical figures and what Microsoft has done, it would only make sense for them to, re- you know, release this on multiple consoles. Like, why hold that back from consumers if you're trying to push Game Pass? Like, why do that? That makes no sense. And, of course, there's the whole aspect of, you know, say it does get released on PS4. You could still market to people and say that it's available on PS4 for $70 or buy Game Pass yeah. and have a monthly, you know, you know, cost tied to Oblivion, uh, you know, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls 6. Imagine never having like, to buy Skyrim again, but having it available on multiple platforms. Yeah, I saw the meme recently. It was like... Um, you know, you Bethesda Sky, play Skyrim on your phone. Well, no, like Bethesda saying like, well, if you don't want us to make Skyrim anymore, don't buy it. And then uh, it has like, you know, basically Xbox a tweet saying, yeah, we bought um, Bethesda so they would stop selling so many Skyrim copies. <laughs> I mean, there's something about this acquisition too, like the branding of like ID and the branding of maybe not necessarily Elder Scrolls, but like the branding of uh at least i guess not to me for elder scrolls but like the branding of um fallout and some of these other series like we well, have doom on there is yeah another they one. look like evil things Within, that Prey. would be on xbox like like that whole xbox like you know attitude and they're kind of like just the way that i've always seen them advertised and how I view them like those companies and those properties seem very at home on Xbox. So it doesn't really surprise me that it just, it doesn't seem like as big a deal as it is. It doesn't seem like it's really shaking anything up. Well, and the other thing is like not for a few more years, like until like who knows what they've, those companies have in the pipelines right now. Like I know there's like, um, what is it like Starfield or something? Yeah, it was is so, a game that they're developing. Yeah, and Sony was actually like in talks to try and get that exclusive yeah. to PS4, so or PS5. It's not going to matter as much for the next couple years, but like, man, come 2023, like, it's going to be a really big deal if some of these amazing long-running studios start taking away. Like, Sony's going to have to start thinking right now about picking up some interesting titles from some interesting creators or making them themselves, you know, to combat what's going to be coming in the future, probably for the second wave, like the second wave of consoles. Once we get the Xbox series X, X version and the sec Xbox series XL version or whatever they're going to call them. Like there's going to be something. And those are going to be pushing some crazy new stuff that is only going to be on Xbox. Yeah, and well, and PCs. So, in the way that PC gaming is going currently with the the 30 series cards and eventually the 6000 series that's coming from AMD, uh, 
at this point, like, why, for me, why buy an Xbox? Because I'm going to have the PC set up. You, it makes sense, because, you know, you want Yeah, I don't want to spend that money. Yeah, on a PC, so it totally Gotta makes sense. save that money. Yeah, so, and we'll see how many games I actually play on PC. A lot of it's, you know, tied to the fact that having our video and audio type stuff and having a computer that's capable of running that, along with the fact that I want to be able to play some games that are on Xbox. So... Uh, let's jump into our console stuff, dude. Um, PS3 starter yeah. kit showdown. So we'll jump in really quick. Just kind of that a time with the console, right? Like when did we start, you know, with the PlayStation three, when did we get it? A little story behind that. So, uh, for me, the PlayStation three, I bought it at full price and yeah, it was a dumb decision, but at the same time, it was so many years ago, that money. No, I didn't buy it launched yet because it was sold out. Um, at least where I was dollars. It was 600 bucks. I didn't have the money at the time. So I was actually working a part-time job when I was 17. Uh, was I 17? I don't remember. Uh, I might've been younger than that. So I was working a part-time job on the side, collecting, you know, as much money as I could to save up for this PlayStation three. And of course I was saving up for TV at the same time. As you probably know, 1080p TVs at that point were running quite a hefty dollar at that point in time. So uh, really what I ended up doing is just saving a ton of money and it was probably, you know, and I was looking forward to the launch too. So it's not like I started like right when I launched. Uh, so I would say it was probably a, a week or so after the fact I picked up my PlayStation three. I made sure I got the backwards compatible 60 gigabyte version specifically because I wanted to play my PlayStation two and one titles, uh, on that console. Wouldn't have to worry about loading up my PS two. And the first game that I purchased on that console was Havesies with my brother, which I happen to have it with me, which was Resistance Fall of Man. And we played so much Resistance. We obviously beat the campaign, played a lot of it online. We were actually really flipping good at that game uh, back when it was a, a big deal. And the next game that we ended up buying was Metal Gear Solid 4 um, on the PlayStation 3 as well. I, I think it's Sons of the Patriots, yeah. if I recall. So... Yeah, those were the two games that were, like, key for us. And then, of course, over time, you know, I consistently played PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1 games on there. Primarily, actually, I played those games because of the backwards compatibility. And at some point in time, that console yellow-lighted, and I ended up picking up a uh, PlayStation Slim, like the Super Slim. So I think I've got the 500-gigabyte model, and I've had that one ever since. So that's what I've always played on. And the benefit of the PlayStation 3, and a lot of people don't know this, oddly enough, all PlayStation 3s are backwards compatible with PlayStation 1 games, like throughout. Like, there's a few that aren't um, for whatever reason, but the bulk of PlayStation 1 games are compatible with every PlayStation 3 console. So, whenever somebody's like, What game are you playing on PS1? Like, I'm always playing on my PS3. There's no reason in hell for me to put on a PlayStation 2 or a PlayStation 1. Like, I'm going to sit on my couch, play my JRPGs and whatnot from PS1, and relax. So that's really the uh, the overall story there on my front. How did you discover the PlayStation 3? So I was not a PS3-er to begin with. I went full on with the 360, and I loved it for many years. And I don't even think I thought about getting a PS3 until after I graduated from high school in 2008. So it had already been out for a couple years before I got one, and I, I was thinking about it. I'm pretty sure I got a used PS3 because I know that I did. Uh, I bought in two PS3s, both from GameStop, and both times I got the buy two get one free 
game deal at the same time. So I walked out of there like with a pretty good deal in hand. So the first time I got Little Big Planet, Resistance, and The Last of Us. Nice. That's a good. And set. I was not a big fan of any of those games. What? I never oh. played like any of those games very much. And oh, uh, killing me, dude. I mean, was it The Last of Us? When did The Last of Us come out? Uh, was that an early life game? No, that was definitely a late life game. Or at least for me, I played a late in the life of PlayStation 3. Uh, I played it probably a year before they released a remastered version, funny enough. So that was in 2013? Yeah, so that's seven years into the life cycle. Because so, the PS3 came out in uh, 2006. Yeah, so I got I got a PS3 pretty late then, I think. If I got Resistance, Last of Us, and... They're all good games, though. It's a shame you didn't like those. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I tried Resistance. I like the aesthetic of Resistance. I thought that was pretty cool because it's like World War II, but with aliens or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I remember there being something funky about, like, the life system. I wasn't a big fan. Like, I was just calling... Or coming from Call of Duty Modern Warfare and playing stuff like that. So I think it just played way different. I just didn't want to make the adjustment in my mind. But... I ended up not having it for super long because I had to sell it to get rent at some point. And then I went a long time without it. And then when the GTA 5 bundle came out, I bought that and I got it with Nino Cooney, uh, the God of War collection, and the Zona Anders collection. So I got like nine games and a console, like all at once, pretty good deal. And that's the PS5 that I still have now. PS3. PS3 that I still have now. I wish I had a PS5 back then. GTA 5. I was reading GTA 5 and saying PS5 instead of PS3. Isn't that scary? You're like, I bought GTA 5 on the PlayStation 3, and we're like, GTA 5 on the PlayStation 5. Like, I know. It was like the first game they announced. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, come that on. That game is long-lived, my friends. So uh, the PS3 is just like, it's one of those consoles that, it's not as close to you as, like, the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation 1 might have been. Yeah, like, I really have appreciated the time with my PS3 much less than I appreciated my time with the PS4. Or, I mean, with the uh, the Xbox 360. Like, I loved my Xbox 360. I played it all the time. Like, I probably... It's probably balanced out over the years because I stopped playing my 360 like a long time ago like probably at least a year before i even got the ps3 again mm -hmm. so i haven't played the xbox in so long that the ps3 is like it's aged in a better way for me yeah and i didn't ever have like a technical problem like i did get a red ring on my 360 and i think that the console library and the amount of stuff that i played and the amount of stuff that i love like God of War being on there, you know, some of those games are the ones that it's like, wow, like, and looking back at things that I still haven't played, like the original Dark Souls and Demon Souls and stuff like some of these things that are on the PS3 just really elevated up to be better than the 360. And I think if if I couldn't appreciate it back then, I could definitely appreciate it looking back now. Sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, obviously the PS3 is a little closer for me. Uh, not so much as the PS2. Um, PS2 is just like a monster console. 
Well, and, and given those what were it had. really formative years for us growing up. Yeah. Just the time we were at in our lives. Yeah. And also the, I mean, be honest, like the PS2, like was like the biggest kick to gaming since like the super nintendo like it changed the marketplace again well and you look at for our generation the playstation 3 and 360 came out like right when we were finishing up that high school age going into college and dealing with all that totally new experiences so when you consider like how often were we playing video games versus like we were hanging out with friends i remember we were going out to parties or something like yeah yeah it totally makes sense especially you know that connection like we had other stuff going on in our lives that it's not gonna be as prominent as the playstation when we were kids and the playstation 2 when we were like middle school and then jumping into late high school college for this one like the ps4 obviously it's full adulthood that we're playing this thing and we can buy whatever the hell we want for the most yeah. part and, and play it whenever we want and that's a little different playstation 3 is kind of in that area of okay it's it was there it was there and we played it same with the 360 so what are what are some standout titles like it not even like some of my standout titles aren't even things that i played like i've never really played any of the metal gear games i played a little bit of metal gear solid Mm -hmm. but like metal gear 4 on that was an experience ps3 like just watching that trailer like when i worked at i worked at um target at the time when the ps3 was out and stuff in the electronics department so i got to see like all the ad reels for everything and it's like that game more than any other ps3 game made me want a ps3 like i wanted to see those slick graphics and i never even played it but like i just remember just drooling over that game so all of my standout titles are going to be in the uh, in my actual collector uh, total here. Mm-hmm. So we can jump into that. And I mean, I'll... we could just go straight in. Yeah. We could go into it. So, John, why don't we lay it down? So the, the PS3 starter kit, we're going to say, because there are tons of different versions of the PlayStation 3, folks. Let's be honest. It's hard to nail down exactly how much you'll pay for which console. But if you're patient and prudent, you should be able to get a PlayStation 3 for a hundred bucks. You might not get two controllers with it. You might pay an extra $20 and get three extra controllers and a stack of games. Like it's all over the place out there. But we're going to say as a baseline, we're going to do a hundred dollars for the console and then $100 for each of our game collections. Yeah, trying to keep it as affordable as possible on this type of console. And, you know, to Ryan's point, look locally. You can find these consoles for 100 bucks all day long on, on local sites like Craigslist and whatnot, and even Facebook Marketplace. Uh, I found several consoles in the past on there that have ended up working out for me. So PlayStation 3, of course, if you have the opportunity, I would say the Super Slim. That is my preferred one over the Slim. Uh, it does have the PlayStation 1 backwards compatibility, and it has a much larger hard drive, and it's a little more condensed. So you're looking at, you know, potentially a 500 gigabyte, 250 gigabyte hard drive, um, you know, sitting in this console, and very small for top loader type of disk drive. So it's just easy to get to your game. You don't have to worry about it loading in and out. Uh, it's just my preferred method. So I would say for my games, dude it's more or less going to be based on experiences. So in no particular order here, and some of mine here, I, I, I think there's one or two 
there's one that I haven't played on here. Uh, so the first one I'll say is The Darkness. And this particular game, I had a blast with. It even got me so involved in it that I bought the comic book series. Like, literally every comic book of The Darkness I have in my collection. That was another one of those games that I always thought looked really cool and never played. Yeah, so I thought The Darkness was a pretty flippin' awesome game. Uh, you know, it's been some years since I played it. However, um, with The Darkness, you're able to, of course, control The Darkness. And you have these crazy minions and things that allow you to go through different parts of a game and kill certain enemies and different types of ability, obviously manipulating the darkness. And so I truly enjoyed that game. It has uh, really a, a first person shooter type aspect to it. So that's kind of nice and it's cheap. So the darkness, let me uh, pull it up here. Ryan is sitting at, and I'm doing loose by the way, again, because you know, you're going to be doing complete in box and we're taking that nostalgia. Versus... John's a bad collector, folks. We're, no, He's a great collector in real life, but yeah. he doesn't feel the need to tell you how to buy games with cases. Efficiently. I need, I need the cases, Ryan. No. So I look oh, at, I see. I, so you want all these people yeah. to buy loose discs they, so you can get cheap cases. They buy the loose games and I get cheap cases. You heard it for your, here yeah. first. Yeah. So, well, of course I'll hear it here first. It's our podcast. So I say from a loose disc perspective, if you are not looking to really collect cases per se, and you want to keep it slimmed down, and you want to have a nice, you know, CD case or if DVD case. You love case. spindles. Yeah, if you love spindles, you know that type of stuff, and you're not super involved, and in, I have to have all my games on a shelf. This is definitely the way to go. It's going to be a cheaper option, and there's a lot of options available. So that game sits at about eight bucks. Uh, my next game, Metal Gear Solid Four, uh, Guns of the Patriots, not Sons of the Patriots, mm. and so that one in particular is one of my all-time favorite games. It was a cinematic masterpiece at the time. The stealth in that game was amazing. The graphics were amazing at the time. And then what is it, like a, an hour or two hour long cutscene or something? Like playable cutscene in a sense uh, at the end of a game. It's just, it's a fantastic game overall. The story was mind-blowing for me when it happened. Um, the graphics were mind-blowing. Just the gameplay was mind-blowing. Like it was... I would say one of Kojima's best games ever. Like that was just a phenomenal game. And so I would say at the $5.55 that you could pick up a loose copy, you would not be doing yourself a disservice. I paid $50 when it came out. So that hasn't aged well for me. <laughs> uh, the next one that I've got on my list here that every single person that loves RPG should play is Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch? Okay, I've got that too. Yeah, I, I know you have to have that one. So if you like, uh, me and John are both a sucker for some Ghibli. Yeah, if you love some Ghibli uh, style anime, and you love RPGs, and you love a good wholesome story, and you like monster collecting, <clears throat> look no further. It's got a really fun uh, combat system where you collect these monsters that evolve, and they will sometimes have like different branching evolutions. So you can get like one that's more specifically tailored to your style or one to another. And uh, they're all really wonderful designs. Well, and it's like Pokemon. So you can level them up and they evolve into different types yeah. of monsters. It's, it's insane. And it's got kind of a dynamic active battle system mm -hmm. where you're more in control than not in control. It's not like your typical Pokemon where it's just choose an option on a list. 
Yeah. And we'll call them familiars because then if somebody's out there going to be like, oh, well, you didn't call them familiars. You call them monsters. They're still monsters, but they're familiars. They look like monsters. Yeah, they look like monsters. So, yeah, you got your familiars and you progress through an amazing story, like a time paradox type story in a sense where you're going through alternate worlds uh, to really, you know, save the world. And it is unbelievable like you have got to hands down amazing cutscenes, great voice acting oh yeah phenomenal and of course it's on playstation 4 as well they release a remastered versions on there so if you don't have a playstation 3 but you got a ps4 still check it out it's totally totally worth it uh that game's sitting at about eight dollars right now see i got complete inbox for the greatest hits 750 booyah he beat me there guys he beat me there so I just beat went you with a box. I'm sure and if a I like, pamphlet. let's see if I put in, it's $2 more. I'm just messing around my pricing here. That one right there, complete in box would be too much. So, you know, at the end of the day, it balances out folks. Ryan can have his 50 cents extra for a box. We'll keep it loose. Uh, the next one I've got is heavenly sword. So this is a team ninja game. Absolutely loved it. It got me into their games in particular. So when uh Senua sacrifice, came out i remember all the fun i had with heavenly sword super short game super underrated great combat system great visuals once again on that i don't remember character names i think it was like nariko or nakito i don't remember her name but it was a blast i absolutely played it i want to say that one's a playstation exclusive uh so check it out was it was it a launch title i don't you know what i think it might have been a launch title or, or a very early on yeah it was an early on title i feel uh, so I enjoyed it. So definitely check out Heavenly Sword. Watch some videos on that one. You'll be impressed. It's definitely a good one for the PlayStation Came 3. Came up the next year, September 07. Yeah, so technically early on. Uh, that one's sitting at about 725. I'm not going to go too deep into these, but uh, you got to play them. Uh, they, they do have remasters, of course, on the PlayStation 4. And wouldn't surprise me if on the PlayStation 5. But Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves, and Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Did you put all three of those games separately on I literally on your list? put all three. Well, the P- I don't think they had a combo series on okay. the PlayStation 3. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, so those are all sitting at about like four bucks a pop. And you can you can find those for like five bucks to six bucks with like a case with no issue and free shipping. So I know that for a fact because I sold one recently. Uh, but all three of those games, absolutely phenomenal. The story of Nathan Drake and him going through like the treasure hunting. It's like it's male tomb raider <laughs> i always feel uh, with that it's a blast there's a lot of comedy in there there's a lot of great characters uh the controls are fantastic like that is one of naughty dog's best franchises i would say it's probably the best franchise they have it was tough not putting that on this list yeah that, uh, just because it is so iconic as a playstation 3 game like i remember all of those very specifically tied to like sitting around on the PlayStation. Yeah, and that's one that I can tell you the story behind that one was one of my friends was buying, like I already had a PlayStation 3 and one of my friends was looking to purchase a PlayStation 3 and it was Black Friday. So he was like, I'm going to buy a PlayStation 3 and a ton of games. Let's sit back. Let's play them in our dorm room and just hang out for like the weekend. And that's what we did. And the one that he booted up was Uncharted. And we just straight up played Uncharted for hours upon hours. I just remember going to my buddy uh, back home when I came back for like Christmas time saying, dude, you've got to play this game. Like I had borrowed it from my other friend and we beat that game within like the weekend. Like we were just nonstop playing it. 
it was absolutely insane how much time we spent. And I think we easily pulled an all-nighter that weekend. But it was just nonstop. And it was like, if I wasn't playing it, he was playing it. If he wasn't playing it, my brother was playing it. Yep. We just all I've the way done through. that. So, yeah, we loved Uncharted. We had a blast with it. And it obviously set it up for me to continue playing them. I should probably play the, you know, the one with the female characters here. I forget the name of it offhand. Um, and that one's on PS4. Another one I played, and this kind of... This is going to fall into Ryan territory because I didn't beat it. It was near. And the reason I didn't beat near was... You have was, to beat near like three times or something. Well, well, here's my thing with near though. So the reason I didn't beat near is because I was in the middle of it and my game yellow lighted. Mm. Or my system yellow lighted. So I couldn't finish it. And I just never got back to playing it. I absolutely loved near. It was a fantastic game. And so I would highly recommend that based on when I was playing it. I don't remember character names, of course. I do remember the open world type aesthetic that was tied to it. I remember the the visuals were fantastic when I was playing that game. Probably not so much anymore, but it was amazing what I was playing. And I just remember being so enveloped in that game and then to only be so disappointed when my console yellow lighted. And I was playing that simultaneously, actually, with God of War 3. So when I wasn't doing near, I was playing God of War 3. And... Yeah, it sucked that I didn't get to beat it, and I really want to, because near what is it, Automania, I think is... Automata. Automata is the other title that's out there, and I, I really want to play that down I the road. I think they just announced a new one, too. Yeah, I think they did. So, we'll see. But this one's actually getting... Uh, near 1 is actually kind of on the pricier side. A loose copy sent at $22 for that game. So, I've got two complete in box, and they sit at about 30 bucks a pop. So that's one that when it was like super cheap, I was like, I, I need to buy multiple copies of this for whatever reason, because I figured it would go up. And at some point I'd have an extra copy, you know, just in case. Uh, the next game that I've got on my list is Little Big Planet. I got that one on here, too. Oh, my God, dude. The level creation mechanics of Little Big Planet and the online community when that game first came out were phenomenal. There were so many Ghibli levels that people made. It was crazy. I remember doing that. I made a Michael Jackson's dungeon level, uh, which was absolutely hilarious. And it got permabanned pretty quick after that. But there were some super creative levels uh, with that game. So Media Molecule did a fantastic job with that game. Really opened it up for games like Little Bit, Planet 2 and 3. And of course, Dreams as well. So I loved it. I had a blast. Um, you know, I, I need to play some of the more recent ones and, and truly get into it again. Uh, the next one, and I'm going to have to reach on my shelf to confirm here uh, which games are on it, but the Journey Collector's Edition. So, oh, and Little Big Planet, by the way, is sitting at $6.35 loose. Journey Collector's Edition, you're looking at Flower, Flow, and of course Journey. And that game is sitting at, or that collection is sitting at $13.40. Flow is okay. You know, it wasn't one of my favorites. Journey, I felt, was an artistic masterpiece, and I truly enjoyed that game. Like, I love that game. It was so good. I beat it, I think, within a day. Like, it's super short. And the same with Flower. Flower was okay. It wasn't that same type of experience as Journey because you're literally just flying as a flower, floating and getting different colors and creating, like, these giant storms of flowers as you progress. Um, Journey was good. I definitely enjoyed it. And I don't think it's Subnautica. It's another one, I think, by the same company. I forget. Maybe it is Subnautica. No. It's the other one. There's an ocean one. It's, uh... I don't remember. Azul or something? Yeah, 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 like Azul or it's A-Z-U-L, I think. There might be an E at the end. But those types of games I've always enjoyed because, like, there's no there's no major 
story tied into it is just sit back, play the game, and like enjoy the visual components. And that's what Journey was to me. It's like a walking simulator with artistic like yeah and some styling behind the actual gameplay yeah with some puzzle type elements just the narrative yeah so that's one you should definitely put in your collection and the last one here which i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people on the outside being like yep 100 percent needs to be in a collection at this point in time is i've got 3d dot game heroes now this is the one that i haven't played but from what i've been told it's like a 3d 8-bit version of zelda like it's I wouldn't say a Zelda killer, right? But it's got that same type of style. And if you like those types of games, you're going to like 3D dot game heroes. It's so madness. I've heard a lot of positive things about this game. I haven't fully played it. I've seen plenty of trailers. Of course, I own a copy. I think I own two copies. Um, I think it's worth a pickup. Like this is a game that down the road, you're going to look at it and say, I really wish I would have listened to the game deflators and picked up a copy of this game while it was still in the cheap. So if you want a complete in-box copy, it's sitting at like 30 bucks. Loose is sitting at 18 I can see this game you like... You think the sky's the limit. I think this game over time is one that, unless it's remade, this is a game that will likely, you know, go up in value down the road, and it's going to be one that people do seek out. So that's my whole deal. My whole thing came out to, I'd say... $101 was what I... So I went a little bit over budget on that. Little but what's a dollar? What's a dollar fifty? you know? Hey, that's okay. I'm going to be a dollar fifty under. I'll take your change. There we go. Yeah, so change. if you bought both our collections and two PS3s, you'd be set. So I'll pass it on to you, man, and let's How hear... How many games was that total? Uh, That was 11 games total. Okay. Let's see how I can stack up here, folks. So my list is way different, except for the... Little Big Planet and Nino Cooney. So we're gonna start off with a double pack coming in at 943. You get yourself a killer deal on a complete inbox copy of Borderlands 2 and Dishonored. Both like really good titles. Like I was looking at Borderlands 1 for here because I remember how great that game was. But I mean Borderlands 2 is just so much better than one, and one really isn't that necessary. Like, I mean they're all pretty loose. Like you don't really need to play any one of the borderlands before playing another, but like the art style, all the guns, all the co-op potential, like all the replayability with like different characters. Like I've played through a most of borderlands two, like at least twice. And I probably started it at least three or four other times. Cause it's so good. And Dishonored I, is a good choice. I, yeah. I like that game. I've never played Dishonored, but everything that I know about Dishonored is incredible. And it's definitely a game that like, you know, if you're just starting out and you don't have any of these games, these are all going to be solid games for you to play. Like I'm looking at not necessarily somebody who's like, if you've played these games in the past on the 360, this might not be a good starter, but if you're like 15, you've got a hundred you know, a hundred bucks to buy a bunch of games, buy these games. John's games, no. So uh, let us know in the games? comments who's got the better list. John, of course. And next up, uh, coming in at 636, complete inbox, Bioshock, people. This was the day. This was the era. This was the time that we all got to know and love the city of Rapture and its crazy inhabitants and have this dual-wielding, guns and magic back from you know wherever whatever 
genre this evolved from, I guess, was like more like System Shock and a lot of deeper games. This kind of streamlined it, made it a little less involved and a little less over the top, like some of those older computer, more simish games were. Like this put all the action in your hands, beautiful storytelling, immaculate world building, and just like can't get enough bioshock bioshock's so, great bioshock was going to be on my list and then i remembered they released the whole like collection on the playstation 4 so it was like uh you know like you can get a whole collection of all of the games for like 20 bucks complete i was like uh, do i want to add it do i not now obviously before anybody like shits on me about it yes i i added uncharted one two and three and there's yeah. the uncharted collection but uh i didn't want to add too many of these like bioshock would have made my list if it was only on that generation. I mean, there's stuff like uh, three games that I had on my list that I took off my list were Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, uh, Skyrim, and Resident Evil 5 because it's like there's so many games that came out for this console, but I have a feeling that a lot of it kind of starts to feel like it looks the same to me just because I've been exposed to it for so long. So I had to kind of trim some of the stuff that I was like, this is kind of like this and this is kind of like that. And I try to I try to build these lists with like a little bit of something for everyone. Yeah. And one thing to consider is there's over a thousand PlayStation 3 games released in North America. So, yeah, to put this down to like 10. Yeah. Or 11 is absolutely difficult. Uh, next up, this one's super cheap. Four dollars and six cents for a game that I put like 130 hours into in a single month. Destiny. Destiny for the PS3. That's where it originally started. I don't even know if you could play on PS3 anymore. Probably not. <laughs> but, I mean, you don't need to play online with other people until you get into, like, the late game. Yeah. And, I mean, if the servers are still up, I don't know. Because they did remake this game and re-release it for PS4. I never played it on PS4. I was a PS3 person. And this was the game to play. So... There is, like, a campaign component to it, though? Oh, yeah. So why would you need to play with people online to get the campaign? Is Like, do you have the ability to call people in to help you, or...? I, I mean, well, you're... You go into, like, live zones. Oh, okay. And there's... You could see people running around. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, so then you probably go into those live zones and be empty for the most part. Yeah, because, like, the campaign is not, like, PvE. Like, there's a PvP mode. Yeah. Where you go in and do, like, battle arena and stuff, so... You're not like out there running around, but like they have like live events that happen where it's like everybody will run over to do this like random event that's happening at this time. But I spent so much time with that game. It's a great shooter. It's like a great uh, one of my first really remembering of like that type of genre, that live service genre coming out. And they were like, you're going to be playing this game for seven years. And it's like I felt like I could have. I put so much time in that first month. Like, I was like, oh, this is a lot. This is a heavy game. If you would have put that much time, folks, into Persona, it'd be a totally different conversation right Next now. Next up. <laughs> How much are these costing all the way? So you said $4. That was for that $4. Okay. Next up, $5.94, complete in box. Batman Arkham Asylum, Game of the Year edition. That's a good one. This is a good one. This is a game I actually, I completed this game. I did all the Riddler stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did all the stuff in this game. This I just was, beat it. This was a super fun game. Like, that whole being Batman, like, never 
have I, I any superhero really like I've never played a superhero game where you felt like the character more than this one except I mean we didn't play that much of Spider-Man yeah I was gonna say Spider-Man that's supposed but... to be a good one but a lot of what came from that Spider-Man was built off of the architecture of like what they did with the Batman like that like crowd control combat where you just kind of go in the direction and like everything looks super cool like oh, and exploring Arkham is so fun. All the Easter eggs that are in this game, like this game really has Batman just bleeding out of every edge of it. And for six bucks complete in box, I mean, it's game of the year, but still that's fine. Uh, next up, I'm surprised John didn't mention this one talking about story games. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really good story games on PlayStation three uh, you didn't have last of us on your list did you well and again like i would have added last of us to my list but because it's on playstation 4 it wouldn't make sense for me to add it because there's a remastered version it's like ten dollars so there is another really well-known story game on ps3 which one heavy rain oh man see that that was another one dude because yeah. i want to say they had a combo pack of heavy rain um and whatever that Detroit other game becoming was. human and I want to say it's Beyond Two Souls is the other one yeah uh that are they have a pack that's out there on PS4 so again that's another one that like I well, would good thing we're not here. doing a PS4 list yeah if we did I'd probably be adding I wouldn't even add those you though, would just because... be adding games from other the remakes from older consoles oh, well I was going to I was going to add like Silent Hill collection here of two and three and I'm like and no. I told you that those aren't PlayStation three because they're technically not so like I guess I could have added stuff like Heavy Rain and Last of Us but. You know, I could save that for the PS4. Well, you could get Heavy Rain Director's Cut for four eighty five complete inbox. Seriously? Yeah, buddy. Oh, wow. That's a good one for your collection. You could run around calling out for... What's the kid's name? I don't remember. All Michael! Just, that, is that what it is? I don't remember, dude, but that game was so good. That was a good game. I All remember right. playing that one. Uh, next up, John, come on, man. Dark Souls. Dark Souls complete in box eight dollars and seven cents. It's not Demon Souls that started it off, but man, Dark Souls really got that train going. And see, I was gonna say Demon Souls. I'm like, they're releasing a new one on PS5. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Like John, this is a list about PlayStation Three games. You gotta put PlayStation Three games on the I list. Know. And I did. I got a pretty good list, but there's so many to choose from, Ryan. Like, yeah, there's and you should have so chose Dark Souls. You're the Dark Souls stand here. I'm only come into dark souls through dark souls 3 and bloodborne and a little bit of Sekiro, but man dark souls 1 that's the one that it's like i've been wanting to play the remake on switch but have not committed myself to buying it i keep hoping john will buy it and then i can just borrow it from him dark souls no i'm not buying it i might buy it probably not so yeah dark souls greatest hits eight dollars and seven cents uh we already covered little big planet seven dollars and 36 cents Moving on to page two. All right. For you fighting game fans out there, this is a good one. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Fate of Two Worlds, $9.99 complete in box. I played some of this one uh, with my roommate when it was out. It was hard for me to get a handle on the tag team fighting. Like I prefer like a one-on-one -on -one fighter, even though I don't really prefer fighting games at all. But this is a good one. This is a solid one. People got tons and tons of mileage out of this game. There's so many characters. There's so many different combinations of teams and moves and 
Uh, the game looked really good. Marvel vs. Capcom always has like so much representation from different franchises. You feel like you get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So that's in there. That's yeah, good. I, I never could get into the Marvel games. I've always been more of a Tekken and Virtua Fighter type person mm -hmm. uh, with occasionally going out into like Soul I almost Calibur. put Blast Blue on here. Yeah, actually, when you were saying fighting game, I was thinking you were going to say Blast Blue because that seems more up your alley than a, a Marvel I game. I got Blast Blue, but I, it's just fighting games are hard for me, and I think more fighting game fans would enjoy this versus Blast Blue because if you're going to be like an anime fighter, this, that's like, you know its own kind of thing but marvel vs capcom 3 is like yeah its own thing like yeah. as a whole for sure uh next up this is one of the more expensive ones actually the most expensive i have on my list not even a game that i've really played but i know a lot of people really love i know it's a thinking game i know it's a hard game and i know it's sitting right next to john i was Catherine. gonna say i was gonna say portal at first but the portal's not that hard really Catherine. Catherine. People love them some Catherine. People love them some puzzle games. So this is a good one that's like, it, it'll be on that list. And it'll be that game that once you've played all these other like really mainstay titles, Catherine will pull you back in and show you, you know what? Here's something creative and different and unexpected that you might just love. You see, I've got the Catherine Deluxe Edition. Deluxe comes with the underwear. Yeah, Love is Over. I don't know if the underwear are in here because I did pick it up secondhand. They oh. might be. Uh, Hopefully yeah, they're not used. I definitely have, yeah, right. I definitely have the t shirt and I definitely have the, the body pillow and a pizza box, of course, that it comes in. But I need to check if I've got the uh, boxers. So next up. Uh, $11.13, the biggest selling piece of franchise media ever made, Grand Theft Auto V. I thought you were going to say Tetris. Like, I really, it was between GTA, like, I like 4 better than 5 personally, and Red Dead is really good and also on PS3, but like, you could still play Grand Theft Auto V on a PS3 today, I bet. And it's still coming out next year for PS... Or you could play it probably today still on PS3 with people that are going to be playing it on PS5 next year, I bet. Do they still have servers open on PS3? I, I don't know. I mean, if it's the same game, would they not? Uh, I don't like, know. I just... I want to see a game where somebody's playing on PS3, somebody's playing on PS4, and somebody's playing on PS5... That would be pretty hilarious. All together. Yeah, I don't know how to start. I mean, I haven't played PS3 online in but it's years. Huge. It's yeah. a giant game. It's the most selling game in the world. Like, if you're going to pick up a PS3, you might as well get this. I got it when I got my PS3. You should, too. Um, $6.99 for the next one. Dragon Age Origins. Dragon Age Origins is a Western RPG that's got a lot of new stuff it was a new ip at the time it it's had many sequels now i think they're on like four coming out soon uh but this one really stands out it really sets the stage for this this masterful new fantasy rpg franchise it's done very well for itself and it made its home on the playstation and i always remember this game even though i never beat it obviously but i did play it People dig this one. Uh, we already covered Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, for 750. 
And coming in last, but not least, $6.09. I just played this game like a year or two ago. John's played it before. If you need RPG and you need to laugh your ass off, we've got South Park and the Stick of Truth. Uh, South yeah. Park and the Stick of Truth is a great game. Gotta have it. Gotta love it. It's a good price, $6.09. Like, did I, did I beat it that game? rounds my list out. Did I beat that game? I don't remember if I did. I need to check into that. So I got 13 games coming in at, uh, what is this? 98.99. 13 games at 98.99? 38, or 13 games at 98.99. Yeah, you definitely beat me in terms of uh, I beat quantity. the pants off of you every time at this game, John. Yeah, don't, don't beat the pants off me. Uh, we're on a podcast and we're recording. Uh, Okay, so quantity, Ryan got me, right? 13 to my 11. However, quality-wise is a totally you, different story. You try to convince these people that 3D.GameHeroes is better than GTA 5 all day, John. No, I'll sir. give you, maybe maybe it's in the running with Catherine, but Catherine was cheaper. So. I'm, I'm trying to convince people that 3D.GameHeroes is a collector type of game. Mm. Ah, you see? Uh, see, that is true. I, I did go for the cheap end of stuff. I don't wager that any of this stuff will really go up in price. Yeah. Yeah. Now, not all of mine is going to either. Like, Heavenly Sword Especially might be Especially when one, it all but... gets scratched up and you have to buy the boxes for all of it later. That's that's why you don't have kids, Ryan. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, I think out of mine, the only ones that would potentially go up down the road would maybe be like the Journey Collector's Edition, the 3D Doc Game Heroes, and then the Heavenly Sword are the only ones, and maybe Nier, but Nier is a multi-plat game, so that's, it, it could, you know, it's not one that maybe wouldn't, but it's not as possible, not as, there's not as high of a probability that it would So, yeah, I mean, I went, I went for quality, Ryan, not quantity. I, I think I did pretty well. So, you, of course, tell us in the comments. Yeah, you're the real deciders. Yeah, yeah. You decide. Let us know via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So, at the Game Deflators on the Instagram and Facebook. And then, at Game Deflators on Twitter. And, of course, find the episode oh, on I, various... Oh, I screwed up. What'd you screw up on? Did you put too many games, Ryan? Did you lie to these people? No, no. I, I said that Dragon Age Origins was only on PlayStation 3, and that wasn't true at all. Oh, no, you said it's home on there. I'm like, no, I know it's on the other consoles. Yeah, so uh, I, I misspoke there, but I caught myself. You did catch yourself. A little too late, Ryan. You lied to people. If they cut off five minutes ago, then they're going to start thinking that, uh, you know, they can buy it only on PlayStation 3. Hey, everybody knows I don't know what I'm talking about to begin with. I, I hope you know that. You're a Sony fanboy. All right, so... Yeah, so find us on thegameinflators.com. Find us on those podcast applications. Leave a five-star review if you can. Of course, if you're able to, leave six. I don't think it's possible, but try. Do your best. Yeah, do your best. Uh, so, no inflation deflation this week because we did talk a lot about PlayStation 3. Uh, we will be doing our 100th episode with several podcasters next week. So, again, no inflation deflation on that, but that's going to be a fun episode. And we'll be back on episode 101 with some Super Mario Strikers on the GameCube. We uh, we promised to play it a while back. We forgot about it, then jumped back into it today, and we're like, it doesn't make sense to put on the episode. So we'll get you in a couple weeks. Preview on that, I kicked Ryan's ass. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was pretty handed. Uh, all right, man. Well, I'm going to have to say that ties up episode 99 of the Game of Players podcast. We'll, of course, be back for our 100th episode next week, which is 
insane when you think about how many episodes of this we've done so it's pretty cool like a hundred like a hundred <laughs> uh, well and some lost episodes are tied in there you know so there's a lot of episodes of game flares podcast so check those out in our backlog uh, my name is john i'm ryan and thanks for listening